Welcome to the United We Stand podcast in association with Betfred. That's the final whistle here at Villa Park, where United have squandered a two-goal lead. Um, somehow, after controlling most of the game, and um, it just feels a bit like a defeat. So Villa haven't beaten us at home yet again. But to be honest with you, how we've managed to throw that way, I don't know. Some of the players coming over towards the support, which is just down the side between the halfway line and the goal line. But to be honest with you, the United quality wasn't there, even though I think a lot of heart, or a lot more heart within the game. Right. We're now just walking out of uh, Villa Park now, where the Villa fans are chatting Sue even though Ronaldo didn't play. And the thing is, it was, uh, what do you think of that? Football then? club, there's no football in our team. We can't even string three passes together. Name me a striker on the bench. Rashford's shit, but he should be on the bench at least. Name me a striker on the bench. It's a fucking, I was more surprised when he scored a second than them equalising. It just had to be that little scouse bastard, didn't it? It had to be. It's just a joke. Was there anything? Was there any anything good in that performance? Given the fact that there was a I lot more control, I thought Varane and Lindelof was actually all right. But at the end of the day, we're, t- we're ten yards too deep. We need to pull it up. Do you think that's um, a better performance or overall? No, no, is it? No. First half, when you go two 0 up, you do something with your midfield and you shut it down. And we never shut it down. It was wide open. We didn't play again. more than three passes together in the second half. We just oofed it into their into their hands. We're shit. We don't have football in our team. It's horrendous. We went two 0 up. We never shut midfield down. Exactly the same as Monday night. But I just don't get. We haven't even got a strike exactly on the, the, strike on the bench. Night. For me, I'd have put Greenwood up top and put Sancho on the right. Cavani was just a fucking laying log there. He didn't have a chance. I just don't get it. I don't get it. There's no football in our team. Two points dropped or one game, given that performance? Two points dropped from that position. There's no doubt about that. You know, I, I don't know where this is all heading at the moment. There's just a confidence seems to drop. They get the momentum, our confidence drops, and it's shocking. And it's definitely two points dropped today. Did you think we was any better in the first half? I thought we were a little bit better in the first half. I thought we we looked a little bit more confident on the ball. Um, but again, it just once it's gone, it's gone. It just seems to drop. And once it's dropped, teams get all over us. I thought we started well today. I thought we actually started really well. Um, and we had the momentum. And, you know, and then, like I say, just play goes against us, confidence drops, and we just give the momentum back to them. And I think that's what happened at the end of the game today. Would you have changed things earlier? Yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd have brought back Van der Beek on earlier. I think when he, you know, we needed somebody to control that midfield, get on the ball, and start just playing some simple passes, and I'd have, I'd have changed it much earlier than he did today, definitely. Will you do us a favour? You talk on a podcast for us really quickly about Villa, how well you did today or whether you didn't do well or whether you thought you should have won it. We did a lot, mate. Did you think you should have won it in the end? Mm. What about the chances in the first half? As a Villa fan, you saw David De Gea made a lot of good good saves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I think. Were you quite... ever out of that game at 2-0? Did you think you'd come yeah, back? Yeah, yeah. No, not really. Did you 2-0 not? 2-0 down, nah, I thought it was like the game, to be honest. Did you? And, no, but, I uh, think De Gea is a quality keeper. Yeah, but that's something Steven Gerrard's done for your team more, made you believe, because obviously you liked your old manager, but he wasn't getting the results. 
particularly why you know yeah, yeah. the reason why he's gone. So what's he done differently now? Well, I think he's just well confident, isn't it? Put confidence. Yeah, in. yeah. Think Tino will make a big difference to your season. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, yeah. And in terms of where you are, sort of like now, you don't often beat United here. You've no, not no, done no, it again. we don't. We don't normally beat them anyway. We, normally, <laughs> if you look at the record, you've not had a great record no, against no. United, have you? Um, I think being two 0 down against some and coming back two 0 down to draw into two is the result to be, for us to be fair. It's sort of reverse of old results, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Whereas United always got back into it after being yeah, two 0 yeah. down. Yeah. Um, was it a missed chance then for you to beat us today? Because United have been at the weakest lately. And the oh, cup game? So, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Do you think you deserve more out of the cup game than you did today? Definitely out of the cup game. Uh, more, more out of the cup game. Yeah. And, and the rest of your season? Uh, I've, I I'll be happy with like top 10 or something like that. All oh, right, then we'll have it. All right, cheers. I, I ain't Thanks like one a lot. Fan do want Europe. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm like level headed. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> All right, cheers. Thanks a lot. Oh. Well, he got a bit lively then, so we had to turn everything off. Um, we're back on our coach. Um, and just, uh, there's some disappointed faces on here. Same story again, man. It's like we're in, I actually thought we played well for the first half hour. Lost control of the game. Still go 2-0 up. And we should have took a couple of chances, Steve, to make it 3-0 or 3-1. And then you let them back in. and fucking, I've seen, Tomo's just showed us something there. One of the worst referees I've seen in a long time. Um, he booked Matic for nothing, booking our players left, right, and centre. You should see this after Fernandez scores. You're showing that, Tomo. This didn't get a red card. So Fernandez scores. Well, you wouldn't expect anything off that little Evertonian cunt Gerard team, but he stamps on him as he goes through and scores. Exactly what you'd expect out of a Gerard team. It was um, no card for it, but at the end of the day, Steve, we're not good enough. We're not. I mean, usually it was just, it was just a mess. It was just from, from 25 minutes onwards, we just have no control of the ball. The, 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 the two fullbacks, the two worst fullbacks in the league. Just, we concede so many chances. We had no control in midfield. We couldn't shrink through passes, and you just knew. I mean, they're a poor, poor side. But even even with them, you just knew as soon as the first went in, we're like, they're getting at least. They gave it to ball back a hundred times, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And every time they gave it back, we either we didn't really do much with it. We were better going forward at times through those fullbacks, but they just cannot defend. A decent, yeah. They just a decent team wins there four five nil today. They like say it. it we did, we're a team that don't create chances but they just kept giving us opportunities and and we didn't take them but they just it's just absolutely joyless watching them and they've just there's no game management at all there's no intelligence among any of them they can't control the game and it's just it's just an absolute mess and it's going to be like this for a long long time I just don't see where it turns around I just don't see but it's January surely we can make if we can see that, I thought there was more. I might be wrong, and I haven't to watch it back. So we'll see it differently when we're when we're there, stood at different angles from where we were. I thought there was some kind of plan there of how to play. They couldn't execute it all the time. They're disappointed because Norwich won. They're disappointed because Norwich won. At least we got a point in the race to stay up. But I actually agree with you. I thought we did all right. Right. Okay. It's oh, we that, did it, we did it in the first half, I actually thought that was one of our best performances this season. 
because we had because we seemed to know what they were doing. Yep. But if there are players there who can't do it, Fred, yeah. I thought, played very well and very badly. We played, he he couldn't, see, his he, first he touch was, was terrible. Quite far up. He was yeah, very high. He was high. almost the, the, my striker for me. Times. For me, you sit. Second half as well. Second half is always shocking. You sit Fred in front of your back foot. He can't pass the ball. He, he's, he's, he's pretty much our only player who can win the ball back yes. consistently, which he does well. He does it, but he can't pass the ball. So why are you playing him in as, as an attacking midfielder? I still don't. All these formations we try, and yet we still don't play like a 4-3-3, which would allow us to play Ronaldo right up top, or Cavani, because you know where they, where they don't need him to come back. Allows us to play with Wingard and puts an extra midfielder in there, so we can actually try and get a better control of the game. But we just don't seem to try, so we get outnumbered and out far in outplayed in midfield every week. We well, if we know that, that, then then surely he knows now this month that he can go and. Sign someone. Sign someone yes. who will do that job. He'd already said he wanted a, a Matic-type replacement. This is this is the problem, though, and this is by by delaying and delaying, and then you know, because do you buy do you buy a player now who the new manager in the summer might not want? So it's very difficult to commit to a player because you don't know what. And what I did find astounding is that we like for 12 million, we like Trippier go to Newcastle when he was such an obvious yes. signing. We've got two right backs aren't good enough. So for 12 million, get him in. And it doesn't matter even then if you go and sign another one in the summer and he's your, your backup for that money. So Andy can play left as well. I just, I just but they just don't do anything in the transfer we market that better. makes sense. He did right to start Alanga. I thought that was a good decision. I thought Alanga played well. We looked better without having Rashford and Maguire in there. And yeah, it was a shame because had did think for half an hour we looked like we were in control. But there's just no, there's no game we can win. We just don't state. control games. When was the last not, time not we said, minutes, When was the last time United controlled a game? Possibly the only, the only one this season. Leeds. Was, was, oh, we had Leeds away. in the first and Tottenham away. Look at that there, hunt this Fucking season. There, 100 corners, we've 100 corners and we've not scored one. 100 corners and we've not scored see, one. But we can't achieve exactly. it to do that. The if you keep hitting in the back, I think one will go in by accident. That's, that's, that's Chelsea. Chelsea. <laughs> well, can't, can't even clear the that's first Chelsea, man. That's Chelsea set-piece yeah. coach that we've well on. I know, yeah, didn't bring someone in. Well, he wasn't a Chelsea set-piece coach, was he? He was a Chelsea youth team coach who we brought in and gave him a job as set-piece. Hundred corners and we've not scored one. There you go. That's an achievement. Oh, Steve, there you go. So that isn't a red card. So when Fernandez went down, yeah, and then he knew what he was doing. That's why. That's what VAR. Well, maybe they'll look at. Well, maybe they'll look at that afterwards. Kind of think there's something wrong there. So yet again, we've been to Villa Park, and yet again, we've not lost. Um, Is that a good thing today? I'm not sure. What do you think? 50, was it 15 minutes ago, 14 minutes ago, 2 0 up, yeah. cruising. But he just knew. I nearly, I nearly fully expected to get beat there in the end up, to be honest. They have that, uh, and it's the, the minute they scored, they didn't look at scoring at all, then the minute they scored, you just knew the next one was coming, and then you're hanging on. We're just playing like a team that's brought a bottom of confidence. The, the panic seems to be through. For me, but, um, the whole team, it's not one or two panic, it seems to be. They all panic, they all. There was no. Li- I like Matic, and I think Matic is an extremely good professional footballer who five years ago would have been wonderful for yep. us. He seems to be trying to do a job that um, he isn't up to anymore. Yep, totally agree. Elton got the legs. Listen, as I said to you in the first half, he's good at doing a job, but the minute you get past him, 
You're away. It's game over. You know, you, you're 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 through. And you know, I, I agree with you. I think he does a good job, but it's. Uh, I just think the team collectively. We talked about earlier on the day. There, there's a panic. There's a panic button on them. Yeah, there was no there was no calm head there. And really, you'd expect would would we expect Varane to have done that job, calming down Fernandez as he was captain on the pitch? I don't think Fernandez could ever calm anything down, could he? He could start an argument in an empty room, couldn't he? I just think we haven't got a leader. For me we haven't got a leader. I know we've got a captain, but we haven't got anybody like a you know everybody says it, a Brian Robson, a Roy King. We haven't got anything people that ilk anymore. It's not there. We're, 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 we're sometimes when you are struggling, you look for the sidelines. You look at the manager. We were two, we were two one up, possibly even two 0 up, and we're bringing on Jaden Sancho. That's all well yeah. and good, but the minute then that they scored, we did not. We no longer needed Jaden Sancho, so we should have pulled the plug on and brought someone else on. So up the defence, so up midfield. You know, so you know, you, you look at the sidelines. The manager has take a lot of responsibility there today too. No, you know, at, at, at two 0 we did no longer had to win the game. We just had to see it out. I'm, I'm, well, I don't know about the manager sort of side of things, but uh, for me personally, when I, when I watched the other day, you sort of think, when they scored one, we were standing down the front, and you're, you're fully expected to get as they beat. With 10 minutes left. Oh, we're, 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 we're rock bottom of confidence. That, just, that seemed to be where we're at. For me, that's yeah. where we're at. It was, it was almost like they'd lost in the last minute of the game when that second one went in, because their heads were down. It was almost like pummeling the pitch, and oh, no, it's gone. There was no, right, get yourself up, off your backsides, get up the pitch, let's go and win this from here. They didn't believe they could win this, I don't think. No, I don't think, I think you're right. There's nearly an, ex- an expect- expectancy of what's going to happen, and we all sort of know on the sidelines, fucking nine, nine times out of ten, it probably is going to happen. It's just a continual thing. I, I think me, if you were through everyone in this coach today, if you were through everyone before the game, 75%... Probably wouldn't have fancied us to get a result there no. today. They always find a way to fucking make you miserable. They do indeed. And with Brentford being an actual attacking side, because I don't think I think they've got more quality than Villa. Yeah, uh, it's not going to be an easy game during the week, is it? I don't think it has. But sometimes out there, when teams come, they play against us. That seems to bring the best out of us because they're attacking. We're coming at us. Then we find we find spaces, we find gaps, we go at them. But as that dickhead Mercer says, like a bag of rebels, man. You, you go to a match, you don't know what you're going to get. You actually, you actually don't. We've dispelled, we've dispelled this myth that all right, we're not scoring many goals, but we're not leaking any goals. We've been, we've been all over the place the last two or three games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Brentford, West Ham coming up. As you, as you say, they're attacking teams. It could be any score, really. You know. You, know, you, you go back, you go through the years, the last, even the last, even through the last bad eight years. How many times would you have thought you'd be going to Brentford and thinking, "Fuck, I hope we can get a result here." Like, Brentford, really, where we are today, Brentford could do us. Yeah. I don't think many people would be surprised. But in fairness, after the other night, we all came here today. Well, I came here today, subconsciously, our heart, our hearts, whatever, expecting us maybe to get done the day. Two 0 up, we're all giddy as whatever. And then it just seems to be that just for a better term, if we just shut ourselves, yeah. we just we just I don't know what it is. It's, you're saying about leaders not there. We haven't got a leader. We, we haven't got a leader for me. Well, if there was one plus about today, um, we had a decent away end for us. Yeah.
yeah, it's good. Right? It's just fucking disappointing, isn't it, mate? It's, you know, when you see it all with not that long to go, you've got to see it out, haven't you? So, yeah, the end was decent, but... The end was decent, it was bouncing. It seemed but like a really good away to put. It looked like another great Villa Park, sort of, you know, we, they don't beat us down here. Um, even with 15 minutes to go, when we were bringing Sancho on, did you honestly believe we were going to win that game? Um, well, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see us losing it, to be honest, but, but today was the 20th time I've been to Villa Park in league and cup games and I've never seen us lose there and you know it's carried on but they've got to win the game today aren't they it's, you know they're chasing top four you've got to you know you're two up away from home against they're not a good team are they Villa they've got a couple of decent players but they're not a good team and the way they just retreated into themselves that last 15 minutes was well it's just epitomises the fact there's no confidence is there in the squad at all there's no real leaders in the team is somebody to you know when that they scored and that's going to happen in it you know did, you know that can happen but from the moment they scored we just shrunk didn't we and you need somebody to put you back on the front foot to fucking push you five yards up the pitch and say no we've been the better team most of the game blah blah but they just didn't they just retreated didn't they and if it was another 10 minutes in that game we'd have lost it we weren't going to win it were we were never going to win no no never going to win that and the time helped us because it wasn't that much of it yeah in terms of um you can't run it's new to the premier league he's new to manchester united uh does an established manager when that goal goes in say to sancho go and sit down again i'm changing it and holding on or do you do United thing and go, no, we were going to go and score another goal, we will go and try and score another goal? I'm not sure it's as simple as bringing him on as an attacking sub because they brought, I don't know, it's hard to say. I think, I think the wider point is they brought a guy in who, play, who wants to play a certain way and they've not got the players who can do it, have they? That's the... That's the bigger question, isn't it? It's not who he brings on or who he leaves on the pitch. They brought somebody in who's got a, you know, established way of playing, and there's probably about two people in the whole squad who know how to play the way he wants to play, and that's that's the biggest problem they've got. And if he's only there for six months, he might go upstairs, whatever. But it's just not going to work, is it? No. Is it really going to work? No. No, it's going to be a long, a long term. A long end of the season for us, isn't it? Unless we get a really good cup run. Yeah, I mean, I think. Well, I mean, we shouldn't. We shouldn't even be in sight of. You don't even want to talk about qualifying for the Champions League as if it's like some kind of trophy. Because it's not. But we shouldn't even be in sight of it. But the quality in the Premier League is absolutely terrible. Like people, they, they fucking the marketing teams go on about being the best league in the world. City are miles ahead. You've then got Liverpool and Chelsea who are decent. And then there's a huge drop-off. And, I mean, the, the daft thing is, you know, we dropped points again today against a poor team. But we're nowhere near out of finishing four for that Champions League spot, are we? You know, we've got West Ham at home coming up. You beat them who are ahead of us, you know, blah, blah. But, the, you know, this whole, like, narrative about it being this highly competitive, really high-quality league is absolute nonsense, because it isn't. There's a couple of decent teams in it, if that. Yeah. Well, let's bring this to a close. Um, so that was uh, Rick's twentieth visit. I think I've been to Villa Park, and I don't know, but it's certainly probably it's definitely over fifty times, probably over sixty. Luca, that was your first visit to Villa Park. Um, thoughts on Villa Park as a stadium? You've seen quite a few now. 
How was last? Uh, yeah, it, it looked good. Um, I thought it was quite small inside, though, actually. Yeah. Um, I, I usually don't like the um, upper tier and lower tier when away fans are split up, but it was quite a good atmosphere today. Uh, I expected more from the Villa fans' atmosphere, actually, because I'd heard a bit about it, but you said... Uh, yeah, Villa, Villa Park, when it's full and bouncing, can be good, but it's usually at semi-finals when we're there. So, um, it's close. The fans had to an atmosphere like that, don't they, by being close to a pitch, and it's still... Um, they've developed Villa Park. I think they've played at Villa Park since the 1890s or something. They've never moved grounds um, since the 1880s, 1890s. So it's still quite on top. Some Quite some atmosphere when they were going for the winner then. Uh, yeah, it, it was a good atmosphere in the end. Both teams were trying to push for the winner. but um, we, Would you think if that game had gone another 10 minutes, would it have? Would we have won it or would they have won it? Probably them, to be honest. Yeah, and I think that sums up today. We, ne- we, we, nearly, we nearly got a bit better. We nearly showed a bit more heart. There was some improvement. But ultimately, back to United, which is the default setting at the moment of not being good enough, not having a leader on the pitch, and just really not being good enough uh, in any department on the pitch, apart from the goalkeeper. De Gea saved us in the first half. Couldn't quite manage to save us in the second half. So this is United We Stand podcast on the way home from Villa Park in association with Betfred. Thank you. These days, it can be hard to find and hire the right candidates for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs made it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster. And it's for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond by the world's largest professional network with over 30 million people in the UK. You can focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience and use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified. Then use the simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritise who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires against the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster and you can post a job for free. Just visit linkedin.com forward slash united. Again, that's linkedin.com forward slash united to post a job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So we're back at Villa Park for the first time since, I believe it's, is it 2000, August 2000, so the start of the season. So the way that that's gone for us is 2015, beginning of the season. Obviously, they've gone down. When they came back up, there was COVID and everything else. It used to be one of our favourite grounds. We used to sort of expect to get there twice a season, didn't we? Yeah, of course we did. They were in the semi-finals were there. We've had some good days there, haven't we? Arsenal and that in the semis. Uh, I think we played Watford there once, didn't we? In the semi. Worked a great game, but I think we won. What are your memories of Villa Park and favourite memories of Villa Park? What games stand out for you? It's the Chikorito, the Chikorito one, definitely. That's the only one that sticks out for me. Well, that was the only game Ben Techie had a good game for him, weren't he? They never put Martin about fucking 400 million. It's not so much a game for me, it's the moment that skulls the volley. You just never see a, a, a ball struck better, do you? The volley, the barring in. You, you, it's a moment, in it? That's it, you know. I know we won, but you look at a goal in, in your life and you think, wow, how do you hit a ball so well? And, 
And the keeper had great sweatpants on, didn't he? Do you know what I mean? You'd be fucking hell. And the ballooning after, after yeah. he went in. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what you're on yeah. about, innit? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. remember, that game was. United fans were behind the net because yeah. we used to get behind the yeah. net, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're back on the side oh, now, aren't we? Wow, yeah. but, but, but he saved it. If you watch his reaction, he jumps up thinking and the ball's hit the roof of the net and you think, you don't see better goals than them. Yeah, but it's one of them, isn't it? When he hits it and you're behind the net, you know it's in, don't yeah. you, straight away. Yeah. Especially if you're straight behind it. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. How high the ball went, it's to it. Yeah. yeah it was, it's more of a moment for me. I always look at that and think, in terms of ballooning though there's one game that surely stands out as the biggest balloon the of FA all time Sunday night the FA let's make it 8 o'clock kick off was it 8 o'clock I think it was 7 was it 7 yeah. 8 o'clock I'll t- tell you what send United down there 7 o'clock on a Sunday night You've never seen that like it, have you? No, it was absolute carnage, wasn't it? Yeah. But it was probably the most drunk I've ever seen a United <laughs> cohort. Phil Neville on goal. It was the one, the Phil Neville on goal. Van Nistelrooy. Van Nistelrooy, come on at half-time yeah. if you remember. He did play the first half, didn't he, Van Nistelrooy? Spike was in net, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Spike was in net. Sobsky, I brought it down for the first yeah. one, didn't he? Yeah, and put yeah. it basically through his legs. But you knew when that first one went in, something was happening, didn't you? You knew that was going to at least get a draw out of it. But to win 3 2, the place just went mental, didn't it? Well, everyone was on the pitch, wasn't it? It was just it was complete and utter carnage. When they cleared the pitch, I think there were shoes and trainers everywhere, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Villa Park goes back, we go back to the 70s, 80s, whatever, some of those great semi-finals, Brian Robson, you know, uh, Norman Whiteside. It was always, it was one of the big disappointments, wasn't it, when Wembley insisted on their rebuilding that semi-finals would go there and not to Villa Park. Yeah, because you miss them places, don't you? You miss, like, Villa Park and Main Road for a semi-final. I think, I think... Getting to the FA Cup final used to be it's at Wembley, and I think that's gone a little bit. Now the semi-finals are there. You think, right? It's two trips to Wembley, and I'm not being funny. You get a bit bored of Wembley, don't you? It's not the same, is it, as going to Villa Park, uh, Main Road for a semi-final? You get up for it more, don't you? I don't know whether you find that. Um, yeah, although the longer it goes on without <laughs> getting to Wembley at all, the more I'm missing it. Yeah, but well, semi-final. I don't think we'll get to a semi-final anytime soon, do you? Well, you never know. Longer it goes on, we're going to become Watford, aren't we? And enjoy a semi final at Wembley. Longer this continues. I think you've had too much to drink. Not all the truth, wasn't it? Well, they played, though. Did they not play whoever they played a few years ago to beat whoever they beat? To play City in the final, of you know? Good commentary, Billy. Good commentary. Right, no, no. No, right. So, with Villa Park memories, and already we seem to have forgotten them. He's gone on a tangent now because Billy's got involved. I just told the truth. So, Villa Park, what's it mean to you? It means a lot. Okay for Barcelona. The best ever game. No names mentioned, but. Kicks his goal, a certain person got the ball, took it home and sold it to Barcelona. <laughs> now that, that that actually is that outside the um, twenty years, can it still be done for theft of a football twenty years later? It can always be done. Look at my friend here, he's on the register still from Mumbleanum years ago. <laughs> no, seriously, that's the best game ever, football wise. Smike will save, keen centre. Because I'm not that age. I reckon my, my favourite, he was born in 1990, was when he was 2-0 down and 
beaten 3 2 and Andes got We're before. just going to, yeah. That's one of my favourites. Yeah. We've done it, we've always had it, it's always been a favourite ground of ours. For us of our age. Until Martin O'Neill changed it. Well, yeah, he took us, didn't he? From, uh, he moved us from behind the goal, didn't he? He's been, he's been the best away game. Did that? Okay, we take thousands. He's been... well, eh? yeah. yeah, we mentioned that one. Well, that's semi final. Yeah, I tell you, Brian Robson, Whiteside, 2 Tom, 1. Tony Woodcock for the Arsenal. Yeah. That was good, wasn't it? Those were great days. And if, you went, um, if you've seen anything of the Brian Robson interviews around, around his birth, etc. He really brings it home. He loved that and, and the atmosphere that that semi-final. We don't get any more because of Wembley. But that game, can you remember much about it? We were always up against it. It was like we weren't going to win that game, wasn't it? Against Arsenal? Yeah, we weren't favourites to win that, I don't think, at the time. Well, none of us are that good, were No. Woodcock's got one They had a stronger side than us, though, didn't they, at that time? I remember it because Whiteside scored and someone, I think Mike Dutton went and kissed, was it, was it Brown, what's our coach called? Oh yeah, uh, we went and Brown. Mick Brown. Mick Brown, he went and kissed him, fucking Duxbury. Was it Duxbury or Alberston? I think it was Arthur Alberston who went over and dumped and gave him a kiss. Might well have been. It could have been me at the time, but it was happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, that was one of the best games, one no down two, one up. Yeah. We've had some good memories about Villa and Villa Park, and it's changed over the years. I also remember Villa used to be, um, it was always difficult to get in at Villa. They always had the four turnstiles, didn't they, behind that brick wall, and you got absolutely crushed trying to get in. Oh, I don't know, it depends what time you got. Well, it says them days, you were young, weren't we? <laughs> we? We didn't always have tickets, did we? It was always a, uh, it was always a bit difficult. I've been there where you, where you could pay it one time. Yeah, pay that was I mean. You... Remember, I met the Mercantile Credit against Arsenal. That oh yeah, yeah. And it was only about eleven thousand people there on a Sunday afternoon. It was. We and lost 2-0, didn't we? Yeah, we lost 2-0. And we were down the side, we were under those seats down yeah, the side. We were down the side banking and we got beat. But I said to Brad before, I said, the one game I'll never forget, honestly. Oh, sorry. Oh, was a friend of mine, his dad moved to Birmingham and we stayed for the weekend. It was a time when we wouldn't win anything with kids, right? And I went to that game and it was four of us from Manchester and we stayed in Great Bar and we walked back to Birmingham Town Centre after and I couldn't believe how many people from Birmingham said, you know, all them young kids are absolutely unbelievable. We got beat 3-0 that day, and I thought it was unbelievable. Yeah. And then we went on to do what we did. Yeah, but everybody slagged us off, the press and the match of the day, but it was just one of them things. But to this day, I'll never forget being in Birmingham that night and Aston Villa fans saying we thought it was really good that day. I mean, Villa Park, we haven't played here, as we said, since 2015. You know, seven years almost, six and a half years. It's been, um, we always expected to get there twice a year, and I think if you count back apart from Wembley, and Old Trafford, it's the third. Yeah, the semi finals. Semi finals will still be here if we got there. Yeah, it's, it's not a given anymore, is it? <laughs> been a lot of talk this week about how hard Marcus Rashford has been working in training, and that actually, the possibility that his performances have suffered have been because he's been trying too hard. Uh, do you believe any of that? No, I think it's probably something to do 
with all this charities work he's doing. He should focus on his football. What he's done for the charities is amazing, but I think his focus is lost. But no, I don't think he's getting, whether he's getting the support within the team or with his teammates, the manager, I don't know. But I think there's something probably mentally wrong with him that he's just, I don't know. Nobody can put the finger on that at the moment. Right, I personally gonna... think it's a confidence thing with Rashford at the moment and that's that's how I feel. I think his head's down on the pitch, I think his head's down when he comes on the pitch. I think let Rashford score a couple of goals and you'll see a different Rashford. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I think if we go back to um, 90s, I remember Giggs going through a spell where he was just awful. It was like nine months where... He was, he's, he's just that his head had totally gone, and I just think it happens to young players all the time. I think he's, he's in a team where there's not much stability, not much confidence, and I think it's easy to point the finger at Rashford. Like we're totally proud of all the stuff he's done. Um, but yeah, he's holding the government to account more than Keir Starmer is, and more than more than anyone is. Like we're totally proud of his work he's done off the pitch, and. He's just that he's a young player who had, who's had a tough summer with the, uh, with playing for England, missing the penalty. Tough couple of seasons playing for United with not much stability, not much confidence, not many trophies. And I just think it happens to the best of players. He'll come good. If he scores today, he'll probably score again next week and then the week after. And then we'll all be saying how good he is. He needs something for confidence. If he gets that first goal... I mean that that the other night you could see, usually he'd be in the box to score, get them little knock-ons, and for some reason he wasn't. So whether he's got no belief in himself now, I don't know. To there's, do that, there's certainly. I mean, to, you know, to try and play devil's advocate a little bit, and I've been one to defend him quite a lot. I'm not saying he needs defending particularly, but his performances certainly have been completely the opposite of what they used to be. There's a lot of talk, and there's no, always no smoke without fire, about his attitude not being the greatest and him being a very, very sulky person. Now, if that has now translated to the fact that he's alienating himself from his teammates and he doesn't feel part of that team anymore, that's got wider issues, isn't it? Because certainly those performances weren't just of somebody lacking in confidence there was a lot more wrong with some of that attitude on the pitch Steve probably needs an arm around him Fergie, Fergie always got it right with players didn't he he knew the ones you could bollock he knew the ones that you needed a bit of an arm around and I think the thing is with, with United at the minute if, if I know we keep on going back to the Ferguson days and he, he seemed to get more right than he got wrong He'd, he'd leave him out for two or three weeks. He'd take the pressure off him. He'd, he'd let him know there was a game in three or four weeks where he was going to start and he'd get him mentally prepared. And then on the training pitch, I imagine, I mean, none of us saw Fergie do this, but I imagine he'd give him confidence and, you know, he'd, he'd put an arm around him and make him feel loved at the moment because we've started this season so badly. He's not had that. I bet I tell you what. And I, I, see, I know that you might want to talk about the manager. But I bet, he, I bet he's missing a Solskjaer, someone who's going to love him and someone, I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? And, and to go on to the wider thing, we talk about certain players. There's so much driven by social media these days and so much misinformation by social media. And obviously, everyone seems to have to take a polar, we've talked about it before, polar opinions about everything. From parties to Brexit to, you know, Labour to whatever. Everything's polar opinion. Rashford has become very Marmite, hasn't he? In terms of 
and that's obviously somewhat perhaps politically driven. You made the point there that there is an, whether it's true or not, it's apparent that some of his work outside seems to be detracting from the fact he's a professional footballer. Yeah, but the work that he's doing it has been. I don't think anybody else could do it. He's done that for his town, the people there, and it's gone wider. And that's why, obviously, he got what he got was the NBA, which is brilliant. But he need, I, I don't know where it is. I don't know what it is with him. We don't know. But he needs to get back and try and get his head into the football and do that. Like James said, it, maybe it is someone to put an arm around him. I think it's easy to focus. I think it's easy to use his charity work, in inverted commas, as, as an excuse for what he's doing. I think that's just... It's just an easy thing to do. It's just easy. Oh, he's not playing well, it's because of that. But he's I, also I, signed up to a big PR firm, hasn't yeah, he, who yeah. do a lot of his yeah. media tweets? Yeah. I, I genuinely, 100%, won't change my mind. I genuinely believe the poor lad is lacking in confidence. It, like Jamie says, he needs an arm around him. He needs somebody to tell him, like, you're going to be OK. You know, he needs, he need, he's only young. Do you know what I mean? He's only a young kid. Yeah, I'll tell you what pisses me off a little bit is there are bigger problems at United than Rashford. Rashford, yeah. Yeah. Rashford loves playing for us. You know, we all know that. He's, he's a total proud Mancunian. He'd, he's, he's trying, and I know it looks like he's going through a bit of a bad spell, but if you read the reports, there are 17 of our squad who want to leave. He'll never want to leave. He'll always try, and he's just... I don't know, in six months' time, I hope that we're sitting around the, sitting around the table before an away game again talking about how Rashford has been through a bad spell but he's come through it and I think it, and I think it's likely he will be he's not, he's not one of our problems but touching on that you say 17 players want to leave and then we're talking about you know he'll come through it will he come through it given the structure that's in place because I mean let's, let's talk about you know let's talk about Ralph you know but some of us and, and I know your feelings on it and are very similar to mine I don't think Solskjaer had ever lost the right to manage United I saw Watford I was stood there at Watford I did think that that was the end because I knew it was if it had been for me I don't think it should have been in the end um, are we being proven a little bit right? Yes Yeah I, I think so there is the, I think so I, oh, the Watford one I, and I don't know I think you reach a point where Maybe it was the end for Solskjaer, and I don't know. Results like that, it never looked good. But I think that I think there are some some of our supporters, some of our mates who think someone like Mancini or Conte or I don't know Zidane would win a league with that squad. There's absolutely no chance. Solskjaer's second place last year is looking better week by week. It looked massively better because we also the one of the things that were thrown, and we're not here just to it's gone. And we get that he's gone. He's not coming back. And we get that. And I would back Ranić now until the end of the season, certainly, and everything that he does. One of the things thrown at Solskjaer was he didn't have a style of play. We did have a style of play. that He didn't coach them. They were coached. They were coached to play on the counter-attack. And those players stood on that halfway line, peeled off, often offside, but peeled off. And we attacked very quickly. We didn't have much plan B. But we did get to second place behind a, a hugely successful brilliant side and we're ahead of another side who everyone's talking about being the, one of the best teams ever in Liverpool this seems to this complete throwing the baby out with the bathwater approach seems to have highlighted quite a few um, problems within our squad doesn't it yeah absolutely that away run that we went on was incredible and I know there's an argument to say no fans are um, yeah I, I 
I just think we're in a mess. We were talking right on the way to the pub just now. I think if any of us had a boss that we knew was going to be here for six, for six months or, you know, seven or eight months or whatever, you're never going to... It's never going to work, that. It's never going to work. I think it was either replace Solskjaer with someone who was going to be there long term, whether that's Pochettino or Conte or whatever. I wanted Conte. But... Whoever it was, I think at that point, if you're going to get rid of someone, it needs to be long-term. This now is just a... It, it's a dead season, this. It's gone. No wonder the players are down in tools and the media leaks and you've got loads of players who are now saying they want to leave. There's no, it appears to be the fact that there's no control now. Fergio's had control over the players. Now they know that the boss ain't going to be here. If I knew my boss were going to be at work for, in, after six months... I'd be putting my feet up, I'd be taking the piss. And it looks like there's a load of them who are doing that now. So I, I don't know, it, it's easy in hindsight to say maybe getting rid of him then was the wrong thing. Loads of people wanted him out and there was a big media campaign to get Solskjaer out. It was horrible. But we are where we are, it's just... I, I, I hope that they've got someone who's going to be long-term in the summer. And in the meantime... <coughs> We'll, um, we'll support them, won't we? You don't think that Ranyu could stand a chance of, of getting this job? Absolutely no chance. I think he's more technical. He needs to step upstairs and do that. And he needs someone there that's going to be there for three or four years, put his stamp on it and say, this is who I want. Like transfers now, there's no point in him getting... Tra- unless, we've just talked about this, unless there is somebody in mind... And they, they've spoke to each other of who they want in are going to get in for the new manager. Steve, well, he, he can't get a tune out of these players. We were at Newcastle. It was one of the worst performances I've seen. Norwich, I mean, I, I'm sure you went to Norwich. I watched it on telly. It was grim last Did you week. Go to Newcastle, Steve? Yeah. It was just... It's, 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 it's one of the worst games I've ever been to. Yeah. And you normally get a bounce with a new manager. Where's, where's our bounce? It's just that, and maybe that's because it's not long-term. Maybe they know it's... He won't be here. He won't be here in a few weeks. Games, won't it? That bounce, that thing when we saw a difference in a little Even bit. Crystal Palace people were people were oh, saying, "Oh, good Crystal Palace now, like they're closing down." Fucking hell! Some of our players are running. It's like, is that the standards now? Is that we have to we have to run players run? I mean, it's certainly there's um, we're old enough to remember, aren't we? That Doherty's side would be called high press. Yeah, it wasn't, was it? It was Jerry Daly and Lou Macari and Sammy Mack chasing that ball, like annoying gnats and getting it back. And then we moved forward beautifully, didn't we? And tapped with Copeland Hill and, and you know, um, Jesus saves and Pancho nets the, the rebound. Yeah, they were happy days. So press isn't a new thing, is it? Getting Winning the ball back isn't a new thing. Is there too much being given to that? And the fact that Ranier was supposed to come in and we were supposed to do this brilliant high press. It's been in the game forever. We haven't got the players or the team to do that because they're not that sort of team, are they? No, there's no pace. I mean, I think one of the, one of the weird signings, and I totally loved watching him. I, granted, I didn't watch Dortmund that much. When he played for England and stuff, one of the... Um, one, one of the biggest disappointments, I think, has been Sancho. Like I, we, we always play with pace, and he just looks really slow. Um, and he's got like a, he's got a good trick, and his I don't know, maybe he'll come good, and it's too soon to judge. But I don't know. I've been. If you're gonna have forward players who are gonna close down and press, like you say in the team in the seventies did, like Liverpool do, 
just it appears on that side the Sancho it's a bit of a weird signing I don't know but then maybe that would need to look at the bigger picture and who's overseeing the signings now director of football and Darren Fletcher's on the line nowadays I just I, I can't get me head around that it's just you look at we've just watched City win again and they've got a proper setup. Um, I don't know they've got they, I don't know they had the two Barcelona lads who came over a couple of years ago Guardiola and it looks like what we had under Ferguson. There's a bigger picture there. We're just miles behind now. And the scapegoat, last, the scapegoat this year has been Solskjaer, but I, I worry whoever we get in the summer to replace him, they'll just be scapegoated again. I don't know. It's just, and maybe we could talk about the owners. Are we a properly run football club? I don't know. It's just... it's a Fucking hell. It's all a bit grim, isn't it? <laughs> well, whoever comes in, though, at the end of the season... And unless Ranier absolutely turns things upside down, and we did make, I mean, we won our games in hand. You know, we're three points behind Chelsea, who are second. It's not happening, though, and I think we know that, which is a sad thing. But whoever comes in at the end of the season, if Manchester United have ended up seventh or eighth, and we are out of Europe completely, they've not got a great start for next season, have they? No, but then if you go back to the summer, we were all we we were all duped into thinking we might have a chance of the title. Yeah. So you don't know. It's just if you've got someone who comes in who the players take to, again, it, you sort of fall out of love with the players at United. It's like it, Neville always says they're a weird bunch, and they are. Some days they'll turn up. You won't be surprised if United were to go on a ten-game winning run now. But then equally, you won't be surprised if we get battered for nil today. It's just, I, I don't know, I don't, you, it's a funny one, you can't predict where we're at at the minute. <laughs> bring, bring back Fergie's 4-4-2. <laughs> no, they just need a bit of heart, that's what they need. A bit of that, a bit of passion for the club. Yeah. Players don't have that anymore. Well, you said Elanga, you, you, you said Elanga, didn't you? Yeah, they don't, Elanga comes on, amazing. Lingard, amazing, so why not start him? Play these kids, play them, especially Lingard. Otherwise, he's gonna, he's gonna go. You say the same about Cavani. Cavani, Cavani it's, it's, when his Cavani age. comes on, his age is showing him up. Yeah, flipping it. Oh, he, he, he makes the ones. He, no he, he works so hard. We've got to see Cavani come on. He just he rolls his shoulder. It's just, and they're not doing what he's doing at his age. I think. Don't realise what he's doing. No, and I think that's it, isn't it? If we see that those players, and we perceive them not to be trying and not to be playing with passion, which we know what passion is, and we know that they're not giving their all and hiding, we would rather see our youngsters, our fringe, our juniors coming out there and losing 3 0 than that first team not trying and scraping 0 0 or a 1 0. They were giving his kids. Because it's there. Oh, hang on, I'm making the first team here. If I, if I, and then they're doing it. Doesn't matter what the score is, as long as you're giving a performance and you give 100%, the fans know it and the fans will be behind you all the time, no doubt. See, we saw them, we saw them down tools for Mars at Everton away that last game. They, they didn't want to play for him. I sort of didn't get that impression with Solskjaer. I thought, I thought they were trying. It, they just got on this bad run and it was this sort of couldn't, they couldn't get out of it they got had a bad start I don't know I don't know where we're at with them I don't know it's just you, you sort of, I don't know are they trying for, are they trying for Ranić I'm not sure We'd, I tell you what I know for fact if you played Ilanga and a few of the young kids they'd try and that's what we want so it seems that um, 
there's been a lot of discriminatory behaviour going on at Manchester United. And um, about somebody, unfortunately, labelled one of the Wolverhampton Wanderers players short the other day. Discuss. Uh, now, I've seen this story about that little Sabiri old bastard. <laughs> and, like, I'm not being funny, but football's dead if you can't have the odd joke about... I don't even know which player it, it is. Is it that Matinia? No, I think it's... Pond- yeah, it's Matinia or Pondance, but it must be Matinia. It's a small matter, though, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I love one matter. I've got nothing against Fowler. Yes. Look, like, it's a little story that we... He's really weird, isn't it? Why would they see... take offence to Bin? Like, why is small not... Because, Bin allegedly, like... the person in the stand where the chance were has got a son who's a dwarf. Well, then he should just not come to the game or join in. Well, he's That's what. Yeah, but, he? but he's not happy, is he? Or grumpy. But if Podden's... So we are being held up as some kind of um, moral compass, aren't we, for the world if... Oh, yeah, you, can't can. say, you can't say Chelsea rent boys anymore. Yeah. You can't say feed the scousers, which in a lot of ways is good. In a lot of ways it's cleaning up. Is it though? I don't think. See, I've seen <laughs> Liverpool fans get that whole. The, i seen them moaning on and on and on because no one gets more offended by, than Liverpool fans, which we're not. But they were going on about the feed the scousers, but it's a football song. Like, there's certain songs I think are off limits, but it's not this thing about it being a Tory song. I don't agree. It's just. Well, a football they took. They took. Song. It's a and do you know what? Yeah. I think they'll sing songs that aren't great. They might sing a song about Manchester that isn't great one day. I wouldn't be well, overly shit, well, it's just the thing that Liverpool regularly sing shit songs. They, they sing do, but Manchester and Fulish. And the problem, like obviously, absolutely, racial song is needs totally wiping out of the game. Right, so, and that was that's a good start. Well, height isn't a protected characteristic. Well, this is the thing. At what point is it? Is it height? Is it someone who's ginger? Is it someone who's thin? Is it ginger? Well, it's got to be a protected characteristic, isn't it? We've got. If we were talking about discrimination, if we're going to talk about players, we don't know what the song was. As you've just alluded to, I would imagine it was something about either dwarf or dwarfism, or um, something to do with uh, or midget or something was said. I don't even know. No one knows what the song was. No one knows where it came from. Was it song or was it coming like he's called him? No, I would imagine that it was a song. So whether it came from the other end of the ground that, that we tend to be at. And then I, I don't know. But in terms of in terms of Chelsea Rent Boys, I've heard that if, if you ask Luca and, and his age group and all that, they have no idea what a Chelsea Rent Boy is. That's they have it. no yeah. idea. They don't know why yeah. it's sung. They don't know why it's sung, they don't know what it's sung, they've joined in for years, they yeah. see no connotation about it whatsoever. And I think is a danger now with this. United said that they've highlighted something that yeah. now could be amplified. Well, you, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, look That's at right. look at the loop, look at the Stick Luke Shaw gets over his weight. So, do we? Are we there now? Yeah. Rooney used to get it. Yeah, Rooney, used to get it. Rooney would go to away grounds, you fat bastard, yeah. all the time. Yeah, right? yeah. Imagine if Jan Moby played now for Liverpool. But dwarfism yeah. is something completely different, isn't it? Because it is a. It well, is dwarfism is, but then. If he's called him. And, and little, I mean, geez, there's enough can, to moan about United players without starting on Wolves players in that game. But <laughs> it's, I don't know, it just, it's, at what part, is it just, and it's absolutely nothing to do with obviously sure. the, the kicking out of the racial side of it, which is, is football, absolutely football should now. do, but is there a sanitisation of football? Steve, we, 
we were in Stratford, I'm sure that you were there when Paul Parker was playing for QPR and there was a chat about I remember that, Paul yeah. Parker yeah. about shoot shoot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was disgraceful. Yeah, yeah. Chats like that are disgraceful. When West Brom, I'll see you on this, but when West Brom came with the three degrees, the chance yep. of them, disgraceful. Yep. Okay? We signed Paul Parker. He was going to go to us or Everton. And Everton wrote to the club saying, you can't sign him because he's blind. I right? didn't know that. That doesn't surprise me Everton, that. but that's awful. Incredible. Right? So you got to bear in mind, Daniel Lomacacci, I think, was one of their first he's, ever He was, yeah, yeah. So we're in a world now that's more tolerant, it's better, it's better for everyone in a lot of ways. But at the same time, this is football, and they're trying to turn football into a theatre. Trying to turn football into a, there's no off the cuff chance. There's no everyone gets offended by a lot of things now. Okay? Well, yeah, the problem is you, you cheapen you cheapen the message as well because yeah. if you try and compare. Having a, having a pot whether it's in good shape you know no one hates wolves no no one hates that whether it's Matini well, or Pedenz whoever it was I hate playing oh jeez I hate watching them yeah but so so that what if it was done it was done as a bit of a piss take so if you compare calling a wolves player whatever it was because of his height to someone being racially yeah. abused I mean you're just totally cheapening the message so it doesn't it doesn't help the discrimination. The discrimination campaign that. absolutely should yeah. go, can but I, it needs I, to be kept as genuine discrimination. Back, like even it's, you're only talking ten years ago that foot Matt Manaman and foot Mac and they're fucking You know, it, no one. I don't think for a second thought either of them was Matt. Mac but it's not an sort of they were. The, the point of the matter was football. Football fans are just but are just trying to make up chance. And they will put any word in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Yeah. I think the thing that winds me up, I'll give, I'll give a great example was, because we were chatting about this the other day, because it was the four years since our famous Leicester Christmas do, okay, where we ended up in a great hostel, yeah. four in the morning, yeah. drew to all. And when they equalised, you remember, it's Harry Maguire, I think, scored yeah, last kick of the game, and they all gave Munichs. Yeah. Right, right by the way, and the whole Munichs. And now you watch it on social media, if an away fan gives Leicester fans a helicopter, that's it. They're yeah. all filming it. This but it's not right. It's not. No, it's no, but this is the thing. We've had this for years. We have had the Munich chance for years. But now suddenly, because it's not Manchester United, because it's every other club, it's a problem. And social media is, and social media social media is a real... Everyone becomes a. I mean, every set of fans is offended. You'll generally find the set of fans who are offended have never been near a game in their life. But but at the same time, it doesn't mean that everything's acceptable as well. And it's a difficult like it's difficult to know where to draw the line. I think as well, like you know, I don't think that it should just be anything goes. You can say anything. But at the same time, I, I reckon, I remember Andy Mitten saying that he, he's got loads of mates, like certainly the lad who sends, sells the fan teams and that, who aren't bothered about Chelsea rent boys in the slightest. But there's people in the media and a load of other people who take it upon themselves to be offended. So, like, whose opinion matters? Certainly not theirs. They wouldn't know a football ground if it fell on them, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think just every... It's every insult ever, whether it's your weight, the colour of your hair, 
like Matty said, racism should never ever be a thing. And there's there's quite a number of things that shouldn't. But when you get down to the weight of someone, I don't think Rooney uh-huh. cared less. Yeah, and, and I don't think Rooney could care less if he was called a fat bastard. It usually made him go and score a great goal or something. The height should not matter. If that Wolves player is a little short, I'm pretty sure when Rooney really scored at Anfield after being called a fat he bastard, went did the he went and did the pog. Yeah, he, he was like he pulled his ears out and he pushed his yeah. um, cheeks out. And then they had a mobile phone was thrown at him. Yeah. And there's a famous picture of Ronaldo hugging him as he's just in a cut. In front yeah, of the cut I remember line. that. Yeah. He was called a fat bastard. And do you know what? It inspired him. Because mm. so, football can't ever get to the stage where it just becomes like every other sport where insults and picking out a certain trait aren't allowed. And it's a, I don't know, even know where the line is myself, so I wouldn't know, and but like, it can't become that. That's, that's the worry, because even, even 10 years, I mean, I obviously the, the worst of the race in the football was before, but, but 10 years ago, Everett was booed at Anfield because he was a black man who complained about yeah. somebody racially abusing him. Kenny Dalgleish made Liverpool players wear T-shirts because a black man had complained about racism. The way that was treated was a disgrace in English football. And getting that sort of racist, discriminatory behaviour out is absolutely spot on. The problem is now, is people are trying to jump on and that's been cheapen the message. The you don't want to devalue yeah. the message yeah. that when someone is genuinely Mine's right, Mine's right is that, racially, yeah. racially or or whatever discrimination, you you cheapen that message well, by let's, saying let's, stuff let's like, not oh, forget. you called him small, fat, tall. Let's not forget, only just for a lockdown, play City away, and Lingard was racially abused by a City fan, that corner which is hideous. Yeah, yeah, please, yeah. please say it's the worst corner I've heard from people high up in police, that it's the worst corner in football, right? Right next to away fans. And that guy gave yeah, a monkey thing. Off, he gave yeah. a monkey thing to um, Lingard, but the guy was supposed to go ooh ooh ooh, off you go Lingard type thing. You know, it was like like Matthew Simmons type. <laughs> and um, that court, that's they got you know he got done for that, and that's right for that to get done. Anything else like pietism and all this? Come on. Well, again, Peter, look at Peter Crouch. He got so much shit yeah, about the circus freak. Like, that's the other thing. Yeah, Jason Lee, Jason yeah, Lee, yeah. with his pineapple. Ne- like, Peter Crouch, it never worried. Like, by all accounts, he just laughed it off. and he got Abby Tiff, so... But then you've had an awful accent. But then so stuff like, like the Phil Jones, who was essentially bullied in the media. Yeah, yeah. He still is. Just he still is. He was our man of the match of the day, and Talk Sport did a tweet the day after saying... Yeah, that was fucking disgusting. He, you see we lost, we lost because of Phil Jones. United lose to a Phil Jones mistake when he was comfortably the best player on the pitch. That's it, we're out of time on this podcast. If you want to order the new mag, do it before Tuesday. Details are online. If not, it'll be on sale against West Ham next week. In the meantime, we'll have another podcast from Brentford.